Hello, hello, what's going on? My name is Eva Miller, and you are listening to episode 34 of the show. In the last episode, I talked about some of the lies we tell ourselves. And in this episode, I want to piggyback on that by double clicking on one of those lies. It's the lie of no matter what I do, it's never enough. The whole idea of enoughness is a really interesting one because I don't know anybody who thinks that they are enough, that they do enough, or that they're equipped with enough of whatever it is they think they need in order to, well, to be enough. But the concept is worth exploring and questioning because I just don't believe it serves us to walk around feeling insecure or believing we don't measure up. Thinking we are not enough causes us to seek validation in ways and in places that bring us a false sense of security, and nobody benefits from that. I believe we can learn how to be at peace and create harmony through, like I mentioned in the last episode, having an awareness about our true needs so that we can course correct through action or a perspective shift. So what do you say? You want to unpack this with me a little bit? Here we go. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. When I was raising my kids, I believed I didn't have enough maturity, knowledge, enough education, or healthy coping skills. I knew I wanted to be less hot-headed than what I'd seen growing up, but healthy coping skills go beyond not letting your anger get the better of you. And I also used to believe I wasn't a good enough wife. I thought I needed to do more and be more. And I'm not sure what more I thought I needed to do. It kind of felt like I was already doing a lot. And I don't even know what I thought being more even meant. I was just convinced I wasn't enough. And when it comes to enoughness, it seems to strike in four areas. Romantic relationships, our work, parenting, and extended family and friendships, right? I mean, there's probably other areas, but I think those are the main ones. So I wanted to spend some time and see if we can put a finger on some of the things that might trigger the lie that we're not enough or that we're not doing enough. So could it be the fact that household tasks are never truly done? I mean, you've got the last load of laundry going, but unless you're walking around the house naked, you've already created more work for yourself before you even finish the laundry you're already doing. You washed all the dishes, but 15 minutes later, somebody wanted a snack and bam, more dirty dishes. Is it because tasks at work are never truly, totally done? Like there's always more behind the one you just did, no matter how great the thing was you did. You landed a contract? Cool. Go get another one. You signed a new customer? Great. Go get another one. Is it because despite your best parenting efforts, your relationship with your kid isn't what you hoped? Because if you're like me and you're a person that's task-oriented and you like to cross things off a list and feel like they're done, or at least that you've reached a certain point with them where you can experience a little rest or a little security, 
Things like this, the giving and doing a lot, but never reaching that carrot in front of you, they can make you feel defeated. They did me. Could it be you feel that you're not enough because you're trying to please someone who's just never satisfied? We all know people like this, right? But when someone is critical of you or what you do or don't do, your internal messaging might translate that to mean that you're the problem and that you can therefore control it by changing something. And that's not necessarily true. My ex-husband tried really hard to convince me that I was always the problem in our situations. But really, he had the problem. Because I couldn't change what I did and avoid a problem with him. I tried. Sometimes these people are overt and sometimes they're subtle. The overt is easy to spot, but you've got to be aware of the way the subtle creeps up on you. A woman asked me once how I made a particular recipe that she tasted and liked. And so I gave her the overview. And when I finished, she said, I've got one better for you. And then she proceeded to tell me a hack that she uses that she likes. And I don't know if she meant it in a competitive way or not, but I still felt kind of weird and was like, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, smart as her or whatever. And these things creep up. And we take them upon ourselves, and we don't always even realize that they're there. When I was getting my notes together for this episode, I was actually reminded of the fact that a lot of times, stressful feelings are caused by an attachment to an untrue thought. And I really feel like that applies here on a lot of levels and in different areas. Because feeling inadequate, trying to please people, lacking confidence, and purpose, and feeling like we're hustling our butts for things that don't have an impact or a significance, leave us feeling mentally drained and overloaded. So if you find yourself suddenly thinking, gosh, I'm not doing good enough, does that automatically mean it's true just because you thought it? Are every one of your thoughts gospel truth? Are your thoughts ever wrong? Because remember, feelings aren't facts and thoughts aren't always true. Thoughts pop in out of nowhere sometimes, like a raindrop or a snowflake. And we don't argue with snowflakes or take them personal when they fall on us. And so maybe we shouldn't take every personal, every thought personal either. Think of an area where you really struggle to feel like you're doing a great job where you might be struggling to feel that what you're contributing is really enough. And let me just pose a couple things for you to ponder. What does enough, being enough, doing enough in that area even look like? And does being enough feel different somehow? And would you even recognize it if you saw it? Would you be like, ah, there it is, the enoughness, found it. Now I'm good. I'm all set with my enoughness. I think another problem that might be factoring in here is that we have been conditioned to look for feelings of enoughness outside of ourselves. We've spent our whole lives hearing other people say about themselves as well as about us, and then we've said it about ourselves too, that we don't have enough time, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough education, enough patience, enough resources, and some of those things may be true. We only get 24 hours in a day. Nobody, no matter how awful or awesome they might be, gets less or more. And obviously, we need resources, money, and some of that other stuff has to be factored in. 
But constantly looking at what we lack keeps us in lack because what you focus on grows. Is it possible then that enoughness comes at least in part from within? Is it possible you feel like you're not enough because your cup isn't being filled? Are you only looking to other people or circumstances outside of yourself to determine or validate you and your enoughness? Are you maybe being hypercritical of yourself and letting that color your objectivity about what it is you really bring to the table? Can we help ourselves? Yes, I believe we can. I don't know what (laughs) the opposite of rose-colored glasses is called, but whatever it is, what would it look like if you took those glasses off, the ones that make you see yourself in the worst light? And if you got honest without worrying or wondering what somebody else thought of the way you're showing up and what you're doing and what you're saying, and if you only used the measuring stick of whether you did the best you knew how and gave from your heart and served from a place of love and purpose, would you find that it actually is enough? Because it doesn't have to be perfect, does it? Could you possibly be assigning meaning to something that's not actually there? Does falling short or missing something now and then mean that none of what you've done is worthy of being called enough? Because you might say with your mouth, you don't believe it means that. But what does your behavior show? Because if you're still taking some kind of action toward it or even spending time overthinking about it, that's a sign you don't actually believe you're enough. And look, I know sometimes this work isn't easy. It can be hard and frustrating. But when you meet a hard or a painful feeling with compassion and curiosity, to quote Ted Lasso again, same quote, be curious, not judgmental. Sometimes the next time that feeling appears, you might decide that instead of being painful, it's interesting. Instead of it looking at it and feeling like, ah, oh, that's really hard or ugly, maybe you'll be more curious. And maybe the thing that gave you a bad feeling in the pit of your stomach is suddenly not only not terrible, it's become interesting. And then the next time it shows up, maybe you'll think it's funny. And then the next time after that, you know, maybe you don't even notice it at all. Maybe you've heard of the five love languages, and in case you haven't, they are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And the idea behind them is that we all feel love when we receive love in all of those forms, but one of them is usually the primary way that makes us feel loved. But love doesn't always have to come from outside sources. It can come from within. So can you use some of those to show yourself love and to treat yourself with compassion? Can you speak positive words of affirmation over yourself? Like I know it sounds woo and we may feel stupid doing it, but saying, golly girl, good job. What's wrong with that? It's okay to pat yourself on the back. It's okay to clap for yourself. Can you spend time doing things that bring you peace or make you happy? How about giving yourself a gift and, you know, buying yourself a little happy? 
I think doing something nice or helpful for ourselves is great. And I'm not going to go to the area of physical touch with ourselves because it sounds kind of weird, but you get my point to all of this, yeah? Moose and I were actually talking about this the other day, and one of the nuggets that came up in our conversation had to do with the fact that understanding the love languages and how you want other people to show you love, that's great. And if you can apply that to yourself, then you've just become enough for yourself. Because as Big Sexy said, when your inside is enough, you don't have to rely on outside sources to tell you you're enough. And then we were talking about how maybe that's why Miley Cyrus's song Flowers is so dang popular. I mean, the music is super catchy. I had the first time I heard it, I was like, is this an old disco song that I haven't heard in a while? What is this? So the music is great, but those lyrics are empowering and they're palpable. You can feel them. It, you know, anytime we tap into why something is blocking us in some way or how, we have just loosened its power over us. And that's incredible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. The next time you're feeling pulled in a thousand different directions by thoughts of, I should, I need to, I shouldn't have, I should have. When those thoughts pop up, your mission is to pause, lower your shoulders, take a big deep breath in and out, and put your hand over your heart and check in with yourself using the measuring stick of, am I doing the best I know how? Am I serving from a place of love and compassion and purpose? And then remind yourself that that's all you can do and that it is enough. And then go walk in that. And don't be afraid that doing that is going to somehow low-key give yourself a license to give or do less than you're capable of. I believe that if you are listening to this podcast on the regular, you're probably not somebody who settles for less than you want or gives less than your best. But it is important that you know when enough is enough. Love you. Mean it. Catch you next time. Okay, that's all I've got for you this time. If you want to see if my coaching program can help you, you can set up a Blue Skies call with me to learn more. It's free. I am not high pressure. I'm not going to badger you. We just have a conversation. You tell me the things you need, what you're looking for, and I tell you what I do to help people and how my program might work with you. If they match up, great. If they don't, all you've lost is an hour of your time. Link is in the show notes. Talk to you next week.